1: I'm blessed, my brother. God bless you. It's going to be awesome night tonight. There's a lot to say. There's a lot to do. And I believe there's a lot of spiritual warfare to accomplish tonight. So I am blessed to be on your platform. I mean, I think I, you have an amazing, amazing, powerful, unmatchable, awesome, anointed ministry. So, you know, I'd love to share the battlefield with you tonight. Amen.
0: I appreciate you John and I appreciate you getting on here I know a lot of our viewers have been asking how are you doing with what's going on with your eyes that you have be going through you had a surgery just yesterday and I know I text you and you're like no I'm ready to rock and roll we're going to do audio like we're not going to stop we're not going to cancel the broadcast we're going to let the enemy know what's up and so I'm so excited to have you on thank you for taking the time and sacrificing to be on the broadcast with us tonight I know it's going to be powerful I know many of our viewers are walking in the house cleaning driving so this is great we, we do audio this is going to be a great change of pace but I would love for you to share maybe Maybe just start with sharing some of the stuff that's been going on with you this year i know you've had some eye surgery just maybe give us a brief overview of what what's been going on with you
1: you know one thing i want to share with the people you know one thing i have eye surgery last i had uh, surgery yesterday and uh, on january 21st i had my first major eye surgery which was my last day of fasting i had major eye surgery and uh and you know in a battle i sat in a plane for five hours snowstorm we well, couldn't see a thing I sat there uh five hours on the plane Snowstorm is gone take off to california and just open up a kind of whipping on the enemy that like he never seen him before in his lifetime you know i mean we talk about how is it that we need to walk in the spiritual authority you mentioned it and another thing i share is this is one thing i would love to do later on when god allow us to do it you and i it's right now yesterday i had eye surgery under anesthesia come home eye surgery, patching my eye i mean banded up like i was a spiritual warfare war fight come back home doing the show with you today because this is this is the key i want to teach i want to say something to believers don't celebrate or get into the battlefield when you already think you got the victory. you got to get in the battlefield and trust god with your faith you got to trust god with the with the calling that he put upon your life because this is one thing i want to share this is one thing i would love to do on your show one day this is this is the key, the spiritual atmosphere, right? The spiritual mm. atmosphere is out there, right? And I know how to walk into the spiritual atmosphere. Even though in the natural, my eyes can't see. I'm blurred, but I got 2020 in my spiritual atmosphere. Come on. And one thing about Christian and the believer, they don't know how to walk in that spiritual atmosphere. That's why I share something real quick. My eyes can't see the 2020 right now, but this week I'll get be 2020 because I had a talk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And one thing, Kevin Zadai. My amazing friend Kevin I said something the other day on his one of his events. He said, He said, he said, Lord, he, he had issues with his eyes. And he said something amazing, Kevin Zeta. He said, This is not your perfect will for me, Lord, to have my eyesight like this. Your perfect will for me is to have 2020. And I declared that over my That's eyes. Important. And I know that this week I will uh, this week, no, within seven days, I will have my 2020 eyesight. And one thing I want to share with the with people that are listening, you know. The the devil has broken into my spiritual atmosphere, right? He had broken in. It's three months in the fight. You know, you you have to have spiritual endurance to, to fight things like this. So three months in the fight, he broke into my spiritual atmosphere. But one thing the devil can't do, he can't change the climate of my spiritual atmosphere. He can't change the climate of my spiritual atmosphere. You see, a lot of Christians, when I was a devil worshiper, I would fight Christians from the second heaven. I would fight Christians from the second heaven. And I will fight them from the second heaven. The Christians were fighting me. This is how Christians were fighting me in the spiritual warfare when I was in the demonic. It's like the car that you can gas up and have electricity at the same time. Christians will be fighting me half in the natural and half in the spiritual. You can't fight me half in the natural half in the spiritual. So you fighting me like the car that is half electric and half gas. So you don't have no spirit. So, so that when the enemy comes in, this is the thing I would love to teach in your show one day. You know, how to, how to, how, there's two spiritual atmospheres. There's one with Jesus and there's one in the battlefield. So I'm in the battlefield right now. Jesus' spiritual atmosphere, it has to do with the, perf- the perfect will of God upon your life. The spiritual atmosphere in the battlefield is the devil has broken into my spiritual atmosphere, but he can't change the climate because I control the climate. Amen. If I control the climate, that means you can't change me. You can't control me. You can't dominate me. You can't defeat me. And you can't change what God said about me.
0: Amen. That- that's so good. And I think a lot of times when we teach on spiritual warfare and talk about spiritual warfare, a lot of pastors teach that there's no backlash, there's no attacks, there's no such thing as getting attacked. And I'm like, have you read the New Testament over and over again? The disciples are being attacked by the enemy. The enemy's using people to attack them, using situations. Even Paul said, you know, I'm being buffeted by these messengers, which I believe that were mainly the religious people that were persecuting. But he says, man, Satan's using people to buffet me and to war against me. And I think we need spiritual endurance to fight the battle there's many people as you're saying this John in the comments saying I've been going through unprecedented spiritual attack I've been going through battles and to hear you say that you've been going through a battle but you're overcoming that you're right now on this broadcast preaching the word of God after coming out of surgery we just got to let the enemy know that we are not going to back down the devil's plan guys is to get you to back down is to get you to quit and I want to speak over someone John tonight somebody's on the verge Mm -hmm. right now of quitting you're on the verge of giving up you say Isaiah the spiritual warfare is too intense the battle is too intense I can't handle this I've been getting attacked attack after attack after attack and I hear the Lord saying that you will overcome that it's time to strap up your boots it's time to put on the full armor of God so that you can take Paul says your stand against the enemy in that day of evil that day of darkness that we all go through that John we all go through these times just last Mm -hmm. week we were going through uh something with my daughter she had a sledding accident my wife is in the hospital there in alaska i'm in california and i was going to war all week long praying all week long and god did a supernatural healing work in my daughter supernatural recovery within 24 hours her eye was swollen shut in the doctors within the next day looked like nothing happened to her so i know god is moving i know right now the enemy is attacking people and setting up certain things for people again we're not saying everything is an attack of the enemy but as you said so many believers are ignorant to the spiritual realm are ignorant to darkness one of the things about your testimony that's so powerful is that you came out of the spiritual realm like you didn't have anyone to convince you or have to try to teach you it because you came out of being in high level witchcraft you were a male witch which is if you guys don't know what a warlock is just a male witch into satanism into witchcraft and everything like that i would love for you i know there's a lot of new viewers we have over 3,000 people listening right now i would love for you to share just your testimony of what you came out of the level you were in and then guys we'll dive into some questions i know a lot of questions are about your personal past we'll dive into but i love you just to share some of your testimony for all of our new viewers
1: in my testimony, yeah my testimony was Isaiah. my brother my testimony was i was a warlock in the highest level in the kingdom of darkness in the highest le- the highest of the highest level i didn't paint my nails black i ain't dressed dress black that's just like want to be that's a want be uh spiritual devils they ain't got nothing i was in the highest level i was i was in the spirit realm. i know how to put demonic components demonic satanic components in your life to trap you to trip you to incarcerate you spiritually that was my assignment to christians to to, to lock them down with key and chain or incarcerated them in mean, cages, spiritual cages that they, they couldn't get out because they didn't know the they didn't know the realm of the fight, they didn't know the realms of the spirit, they didn't know the realms of the atmosphere, they didn't know the realm of, of, of changing the, I changed the climate, I changed the climate. And then when I changed the climate, it's like the white Job said, curse God and die. I changed the climate so Christians could put Jesus on trial and question him and put him on trial and make him feel like he's not God. Because if I can take off you, my job was to take off you to to distort the character of God in your life and and, and to witchcraft. Twenty five years of witchcraft. Got married in Halloween, demonic wedding. Put, dedicated my daughter to the dark side. I um, was uh, eight. I was going to demon church. I had more, I had more time in demon church in one night than Christian had in a week. I would go from evening to five in the morning to demon church. Being trained by warlocks because it, it, the battle the battle we know that god is all powerful but the battle would depend on the christian that is weak and anemic christians are weak and anemic and that's why thank god people like yourself and your platform that god has given us to equip the saints to fight the last fight that is coming beyond they can ever imagine but if you're not equipped and you're not arming dangerous the devil's going to eat your lunch and this is real so if he got so in the demonic round for 25 years i'm talking about drinking my blood cutting drinking animal blood Astro projecting, I astro project, I get in your house, I curse your house, and you even know I locked the door behind me and I was even there. That's how powerful I used to astro project. Astro project, curse regions. Because if I can curse the region, I can curse the people. I was in the level of the demonic, so high level in the demonic that to to get where I was at, you have to spend a lifetime to get where I was at. It only took me 25 years because I I was like poor. I was so devoted. To reach the top of the demonic, I push and I push and I push to reach that level that t- would take someone a lifetime. It took me 25 years to get there and sat with the devil and talked to him face to face. And these people couldn't even talk to Jesus face to face. And and through all that, in 1999, Jesus Christ knew my address, took me to hell, bought me, took me to hell as a demonic monster, as a devil worshiper, and brought me back sanctified as a believer. John three sixteen. So God loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. I banked on that. Hung my hand on that. Never looked back. And today, I, I today, I'm but showing my brothers and sisters who I truly love. My brother, I do altar calls. When I go, my altar calls. I like four hours, five hour altar calls, praying for people individually. I was in, just in California. No eyesight. No eyesight. I mean, my eyesight was blurry, and I was in California. I prayed for four hundred people in two days, individually. I want to be more determined than the enemy will ever be in your life and minds. And that's why one day I would like to teach people how to take back your spiritual climate, your spiritual atmosphere and know that, that we don't fight the devil from the earth. Like we, we like half gas and we have electric. And that means you, you have, you fight the devil half in the natural and you fight the devil half in the spiritual. You're never going to win the fight. If you are fighting the enemy that way, you have to fight the devil from the third heaven sit with Jesus Christ from the place of authority, a place that the devil understands that he don't stand to a chance in hell to fight you back
0: so good i love what you talk about this level of commitment because so many people in the church this is the biggest thing are not committed there's no commitment there's no passion there's no zeal they might look at a guy like me or a guy like you and say what's the excitement about why are you guys spending hours praying for people why are you spending hours teaching doing podcasts doing live streams putting out e-courses writing books what's relax a little bit on the spiritual realm but these people are the same people john that will go to a football game go to a soccer game go to a movie and shout and scream and be Passionate, and they look at guys like us and say, What are you so passionate about? And my thing is, I'm the same as you. Like, if I'm gonna go all in, if you gave 25 years, like, I want everyone just Uh to think about this. 25 years of your life to witchcraft how much more Mm -hmm. now that we're believers should we be radical how much more now that we're saved should we be passionate i remember john losing my voice being at a party and now people say oh brother you shouldn't preach so loud you're gonna lose your voice and your voice is always raspy i'm like y'all my voice was raspy before i got saved because i was at parties doing keg stands and screaming out my voice so don't tell me Mm -hmm. now that i'm saved and on fire for god to be calm and to be to be you know relaxed because now's the time that yeah to be mellow because now's the time now that we're in God's side Paul says you used to use your body for uncleanliness now use your body for righteousness so the same passion the same energy and I'm preaching to someone tonight that you used to have for the things of the world or whether it be witchcraft whether it be your job whether it be your college whether it be video games whether it be your sports or your hobbies that same passion we need to take that and invest it into God and that's why I'm so confused I've had pastors and leaders that I know personally that will spend will golf for 12 hours on Saturday and then we'll go after church and golf for another eight hours yet they tell me oh brother you don't need to cast demons out for two hours it should only take five minutes I'm going like it took you four hours to finish 18 holes of golf but you're telling me not to spend more than 30 minutes at the altar casting demons out of people you know what I'm saying so we have a lot of people that are so passionless and so have mm-hmm. no excitement in the church and have no zeal or perseverance like you're over there they're praying for 400 people being able to hardly see and we have pastors and leaders in the church that have you know could see clearly that have all the money in the world and won't spend more than three minutes praying for people so we have to get to that next level special forces talk about that man going to that next level being a special forces for God and being radical because I know you said like when you were in Satanism your view or uh, let's just say the Satanic Kingdom right you were working for the devil Mm -hmm. your view of Christians was they were passionless they were weak they didn't have any, they weren't taking territory. They weren't doing anything. They were just showing up and hiding out on Sunday morning. Like that was uh, undoubtedly your view of believers. Um, what about the believers that were radical? I mean, did you, were you threatened by them? Were you, did you at least respect them because they were serious about God? Or what,
1: what was your view there? Well, I never came across one. So it's make wow. People like people, really the only people that I can call radical is like people like yourself. I got friends in, uh, in Delaware, uh, Pastor Dale, Pastor Luann. The radical i got friends in california uh and pastor almond in california glendale church of radical i mean i can i can name five with just one hand i mean i mean there's not really much uh, Juan martinez you got rap church in houston texas that's not a lot of radical i mean people people pe- today there's no tenacity there's no there's no there's no fire there's no fire people going around with their torch turned off there's no fire in the kingdom so there was nothing matter of fact i would say i don't want to fight christian they don't got nothing don't got, they can't bring nothing to the table I'd rather fight another warlock, and at least he brings something to the table. At least he brings something to, to the table. Where am I going to fight a Christian that, you know, he's not going to last one round with me. Why would I fight him? I mean, he's last one round because he, he has no fight. He has, he, has, he has no nothing to bring to the table to at least shake me or move me or do anything to me. So I'm not going to waste my, my, my demonic arsenals on this guy here because he's nothing but a chicken coop Christian. I need to fight eagles. I need to fight ego, because there was, and the only time that I really, I, when, when, the only time I encountered probably three times in my life after 25 years, it was the fact when I to projected there was Christians, and three times in 25 years, when I after projected, there was Christians in the spirit round that would chase me out of the region because they knew how to pray with fire. Three times in 25 years. The rest, were the rest, were the rest. and I said it's a lot of love because I, I, I love my brother and sister, but I, 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 I on the church on the leaders they don't you know I go to your church and you and, and, and I go to church and I got a generation of curses I the church and I'm being tormented by devils and I'm taking more medication and CBS offered, and you can't set me free you can't use the in the authority God giving you to set me free so I have to get on the plane and go across the world or across this I have to go across uh, to California to go get my freedom or cross to the US to here East Coast to get my freedom, and I come to your church, and I give you my tithes and offerings, and all you do is to buy new clothes and play golf. And get out of here with yourself. You know that don't that don't work for me. I I and the sad thing about believers that you know this is a sad thing about believers. And then they, you you got a person like yourself with with, a, with a, an amazing, unique because your your ministry is unique, it's special ops, spiritual warfare, it's arm um, and dangerous. That's what your ministry. is. I mean, you 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 are you your ministry is like saying is the arrow in God's quiver. To destroy the devil, and then so I won't tie into your ministry. I won't give offering to your ministry, but I give it to this lazy pastor. amen and then then Christians wonder why they're not getting breakthrough, when they're not coming out of darkness. Why why they got cycles and patterns of repeat in their life, and they're never free. And they just these are the surviving mediocre Christians in the kingdom that they 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 they're by the Jesus table begging for breakthrough when God has given you everything. When He said on the cross, it is finished. I give you everything that you need to fight the good fight and they don't want to fight they don't want to put on the cat- they don't want to put on the armor they don't want to put on the combat boots you know with passes away and pumping healing and, and dresses you know and, and and the truth is the truth and the truth is set you free and i gotta more passes because i know amazing passes but it's time to bring it to the devil and listen i don't have 2020. But that don't stop me from getting on a plane and going across to California and taking care of God's business. Because God told, you know what God told me? I told the God the other day, God, I have to wear a mask on the plane. You know, I, you know, I can't hardly breathe with that, with, with that mask across my thing, whatever. I, you know, I, I can't do this. I can. You know what God said to me? He said, he said well, you want a pass? You want, you, want a, you want me to give you a pass? I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, what about Paul? He said, Paul was stoned to death, left to death outside the city, and I revived him and brought him back. Paul got bit by a by snake. And he had poisonous in his body and I, I took that away from him what about the, the apostles they're all die like martyrs what about this well, you were asking me for you me for pass no go do the work i called you to take care of my house and i'll take care of yours
0: you know john as you're talking if i'm a pastor watching which there's many of them because i can see them in the comments i love every single one of them my ears are open right now i'm listening going i can't dispute and this is the thing i love about your ministry your testimony and having you on the show and being friends with you you cannot dispute your testimony nobody in the chat 3300 people watching no one in the chat can say that's not true, you didn't feel that way, or that's not how it was. When you say, if I heard you right, in 25 years, there was only three believers you could even think of that were even a threat to you, or even were defensive towards you, and to the rest of the 25 years, you just kept doing what you wanted to do, unchallenged. Think about this, guys. He's a warlock for 25 years, unchallenged, unthreatened, and not at all inconvenienced by the church. And meanwhile, here's the thing, We have churches, John, on every single corner, yet the devil remains unchallenged. So I think this, When I hear you talk about how you used to feel, it's important because not only are you unveiling the schemes of the enemy, but we're getting as the church, everybody listen, we're getting a glimpse into how the satanic world looks at us. And the reality is they laugh at us because again, we're not committed. We're not serious about warfare. If you're a pastor watching right now, I want you to get serious about warfare. Get serious about what John just said, Luke 13, the woman that has a demon, 18 years. And the religious people are mad that Jesus set her free on the Sabbath. And Jesus basically says, You're mad that I loosed her, yet you go loose your donkey on the Sabbath. How much more should we loose this woman from demons? So when are you, and I just want to talk to the pastors, okay? When are you going to get tired of your people, as John just said, sitting in church with every type of curse, every type of demon, every type of battle, every type of prescription drug, and everything going on in their family, and we keep counseling the demons rather than beginning to confront the enemy, beginning to confront darkness. And that is what this is all about. This is what our ministry is really about pushing is we need to be soldiers we need to second Corinthians 418 set our eyes on the unseen realm for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal so we can't talk about this enough we can't share about this enough I think that this is a challenge tonight we talked last week on uh, deliverance ministry in the church this is a challenge God is challenging his church to rise up and to begin to deal with this because I look at guys like you John and I go okay where could someone like you even get help right you come out of witchcraft which actually we're going to lead into our first question here you come out of witchcraft you come out of Satanism I talked to somebody this week every single week I'm talking to somebody that's coming out of New Age tarot cards angel cards um doing seances doing rituals doing sacrifices and they're coming out of New Age and they're trying to get on fire for God and they're going to a local church and it's just a Chuck E Cheese church there's no deliverance there's no breakthrough there's no help for them so here's the first question this is what somebody wrote into us. They said, "I'm John. I'm just coming out of New Age and the occult. What was the hardest thing you had to deal with when you came out of the occult? And what advice would you give someone like me that's now just coming out of the occult?" And I thought this, John. Last time I had you on, like when you came out of everything, you came out of. What would you say be the hardest thing coming out of that lifestyle into now being a Christian? The hardest thing that you had to deal with transitioning.
1: Well, transition was basically? You know, first of all, the church didn't trust me. They thought I was a double agent, so they didn't trust me. So they I didn't get chicken for two years. So and so took me out of fellowship and whatnot. But it, the the thing is, I, I tell brothers and sisters that if you're listening to the sound of my voice, if you come out the occult, the the the, the biggest thing I I can tell you, the, first of all, I dealt with the backlash for 30 days. The backlash was hell came after me for 30 days. But I over I overcame by by the I overcame by the blood of Jesus and the power of my overcame that situation. That's another preaching and whatnot. But I think a lot of believers, I think I believe in my heart when you come out of the occult, I think it's to get your eyes fixed on Jesus and get into the and get into the Word of God and get baptized, you know what I think get baptized. And then after you get baptized, you also get yourself go to Christian, whatever you call it christian.com whatever, and get yourself a box of a a, a, a communion cup, do communion every week with the Lord, fellowship with all got built. Built your inner man with the Lord Jesus Christ and renounce. And maybe one day, my brother and I, we can do a, a special show for people that came out the occult. Maybe we can break back retaliation. We can, bring, we can break residue. We can do a special show to break the, every residue that you came out. Because you came out, now you got to put on the armor on the other side. Amen? So maybe there's things that we can help and uh, do a special show for people that just came out and break every, every renunciations of everything of the occult and also put things in you that will edify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So good. Building your relationship with Jesus, not the church. The church is is a building. I built my relationship with Jesus Christ. God said, keep your eyes on me and John, watch what I do with you. And, And sure enough, today is all Jesus, none of John and all Jesus Christ.
0: So good. And I think that's the number one takeaway is like focusing on what God is doing, not what on people are doing, not on a pastor that let you down. And you say, you say the church didn't trust you. That's like the apostle Paul, you know, Barnabas, Silas. They're like, Hey, everybody, this guy just got saved. And everyone's like Peter. And no, there's no way he got saved and that he was killing us just the other day. And and that is that is a sad reality. And I've had pastors tell me so-and-so came out of the occult, out of this, I don't even know what to do with them. I don't even know how to deal with them. Again, which is why we as pastors and leaders, I felt the Lord say this in January. I think I'm gonna share this when I had you on last, is that I'm getting ready to save people out of witchcraft, out of Satanism, out of Santeria, out of all these things. And where will they go, Isaiah? Not only witches and warlocks, but all these people, John, coming out of quarantine. I told someone this on the phone the other day. Actually, I told Sid Roth this on the phone. I said, Sid, when all these people come out of quarantine, depression anxiety suicide abuse trauma is at an all-time high we know that because they've been locked in their homes for a year and a half Mm -hmm. when they come out like zombies the world comes out like zombies and believers who where's the army going to be getting ready to deliver them where's the army going to be getting ready to help them we have to be prepared so that when they come we're ready to bring deliverance bring breakthrough bring revival and see the fire of god in their life so i think that's one of the things that God is doing is that God is training, that God is equipping, and God is preparing His church to deal with people coming out of the occult, people coming out of new age, people coming out of spiritualism, and people coming out of their homes. I mean, think about this, guys. <laughs> the world has never been locked down for the way it's been. And, and right now, a lot of our viewers are watching internationally, they're still on lockdown. Like, I have friends in Australia, I'm not Australia, I'm sorry, in Canada that are full on. 100 lockdown no services I have friends that have not been in church for a year I have friends that can't even go outside that are locked down in Canada and they're just like man I need help I need deliverance because of they've been on lockdown they've been depressed they've had anxiety so the devil's been feasting during this pandemic guys he's been feasting on people that have gotten into anxiety depression fear everything that this has caused right this whole pandemic's caused the devil's been feasting on and so now's the t- more the time and many of you might say well it seems like everyone's talking spiritual warfare now yeah it's because that's what the Holy Spirit speaking the Bible says those that have ears let the Spirit let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and so I love what you said there man just focus on Jesus if you're coming out of new age if you're coming out of your occult, don't put your faith in man because men are going to fail you including me and John don't put your faith in a personality put your faith in Jesus and as far as teaching and preaching we're that's why we're doing this online is because we want to help you guys we know you're not getting this at just an average place you're going so we want to help you guys come out of the occult come out of New Age come out of tarot cards and see God set you free okay the next question is I have a family who is in witchcraft and they say that they are a satanic priest should I trust them or how should I treat them? Like I have a family member in, and I got this, this question came in over 60 times, but you know, I have family members in the occult, in the witchcraft. I know you told me your family was like very hesitant to even be around you. A lot of them abandoned you. What would you say to those people watching that have family in, that are satanic priests or in Satanism or well, in I, or yeah, anything yeah. like that?
1: i got father i got family, i got some people on my family side my father's side they're still in the satanic world they still do santeria Peritimo, Paloma, they're still into that demonic world i mean my my thing is to pray for them i pray for them I, you know i pray for them and uh, i don't have to be part of their world i don't have to go fellowship with them unless i'm going to go minister to them and uh, my my thing is just i think the greatest thing you can do for your family member is still love them and pray for them you know it doesn't mean that you partake of you partake of what they do or you sit with them in the world they live in we don't do that we, we minister we minister to them in the world they're in and i don't have to tell them they're going to hell i my job i already know they're going in my job is to get them to heaven to pray and praying for them, pray. I pray for my mom. She was a whole job witness for eight years. My mom is a Christian today. I, I, my daughter, she's a Christian today. I pray for some other family members, Christian today, Why? Because the power of prayer, there's nothing like the power of prayer that you can break through, you can break into the devil's camp and stand to anybody you want because prayer is powerful. Prayer is the arsenal of heaven. Prayer and faith is the currency of heaven. And it, once you pray, but the thing about the Christian that we don't, we, we, pray, we start something, but we don't finish nothing. You need to pray. Consistent, consistent prayer, it will get you to the victory, consistent prayer, is will get you to the promised land. And I think that we put God on this time clock, you know, and then if God don't show up on, you know, now we go some, we go do something else because you think the devil has lied to you and say your prayers are not effective. How do you know that? You're going to, you're going to believe the devil over God? It's for Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Who prayed more than Jesus? Who cast out more devils than Jesus? Jesus goes to the back. Jesus will go somewhere and sell it to back of the mountain, pray with the Father all night. I mean, that's that's a night nice vigil prayer. I mean, Jesus pray more than anybody. Jesus cast out more devils than anybody. So you tell me that that's out of style? Or because your pastor's telling you don't don't pray too much, don't cast out devils too much because it's out of style. You know, your pastor's out of style. Your pastor's out of style. You know, and one thing, one thing, God, let me, I, I'll say this to pastors, and I, I got no beef for no pastors or anything like that, but if you're going to be a shepherd, be be the right shepherd, okay? Don't be the only shepherd, because, you know, we're going to have, an. End, you, you mentioned some things, we, but they, we're going to have a, people come out of quarantine, all that thing, but we're going to have an end-time revival. So what, what are you going to do with the people that get saved in the end-time? Drug dealers, gambangers, prostitutes, every, every, every demonic person on the earth is going to come to Jesus Christ as lord and savior now you have to now what, what are you going to do with the residue on these people salvation to get you in the game now you got to work out your salvation how are you going to get these people in your church full of demons full of generation of cursors guy ain't going to trust you with you. God ain't going to put no one in your church in that condition because he can't trust you with them he can't trust you with them because god's going to know that you, not, you know this, this, now we got this whole thing going on we love the crowd but we hate the people no i i don't i don't want the crowd I want the people i want the people i want i want my brothers and sisters come to my meeting go to your meeting now in in, in california go to your meeting i want i want i want i want i had one brother came in california this guy was this guy was like a big muscle guy oh he came up to me right in my face he said the devil the demon inside of me told me to tell you that he's mopping you you can't cast him out he said he challenged you to cast him out i said i'll take the pepsi challenge i cast guy was on the floor throwing up, man, when, he, he, when we were done, when I was done with that guy in the name of Jesus Christ, he came later on half hour to take a picture. I thought that was someone that just walked in, he looked brand new, like, he looked brand new. Why? Because the p- power, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, uh, old school, old, we talking about old school Christianity works against enemy. And we need to understand one thing, we can't have this kind of, this Christian church now that we have going on. Uh, 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 of announcement ties and offering and uh, a cheap cheap sermon you got going that you don't even believe in yourself. It's like it's like you, you and me, right? Let me just say one thing before we go to next. It's like you and me, right? We it, it's like me. I say sign up for the boot camp, sign up for spiritual warfare boot camp, sign up for special art boot camp. But I don't believe in my product. I don't believe in the course that God put me on. I don't believe I don't believe in, in the arsenal that God gave me. But I'm selling it to you to you but i don't believe in it because i now I, the devil hit me and rock my eyesight and i'm gonna just stay home stay home and cry like a little sissy really i'm gonna stay home and cry like a little girl oh if the devil hit me and now i can't see so how am i gonna get on the how am i gonna get on the on, on, the, on the lift how am i going go to the airport and see the signs in the airport i i go to the airport and ask people what direction i can't see so what but i'm on my way devil wait for me i'm coming to you you don't have to come to me I love it man you got me all
0: fired up I'm ready to I'm ready to cast a demon out right now We'll have to do a deliverance right here man I love it fired up so good this is one we got um, a bunch of times man you're preaching strong tonight so good here's one that we got a bunch of times is it possible to accidentally speak in demonic tongues but think I'm speaking in real tongues and how do I know if I'm and I'll help I'll touch on this part too how do I know if I'm speaking in tongues or just making it up so maybe do this tell us a little bit I know you had spoken demonic tongues when you were in um Satanism talk about that because I I got this question I'm surprised John how many times I got this question so many people are legitimately thinking which is so wrong but they legitimately think that they're speaking in demonic tongues when they're speaking in real tongues so Mm -hmm. I guess how would be the way that we know that we're not or maybe just talk about demonic tongues and how it works in the satanic realm
1: Well, it all boils down to one thing, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. These Mm. people don't know the Holy Spirit. These people don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So the devil come in, he'll mimic something on you, and you think that it's the Holy Spirit. Well, how's your relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? My relationship with Holy... And first of all, when you speak in demonic tongue, you feel filthy and you feel dirty in your spirit. Thing. You don't have no peace, you don't have no joy, and you have no spiritual excitement in your spirit when you speak in demonic tongue. It's like it's like projecting. You know, this I astral, when I used to ask project, when I used to get back in my body, I used to feel filthy, dirty, and disgusted. When I get back in my body, I like a heaviness, like a like a gloomy doom heaviness over me. When I used to ask project, right? But 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 the, the things of the spirit are light. Things of the spirit are light. You know, things of the Spirit, a peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, and you need to know, understand that your relationship with the Holy Spirit would, you know, I, I can give you the best answer possible, my brother. But it is it, 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 the key here is how strong is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because that, that would tell you, Holy Spirit would tell you that, you know, that's not me. I, I was in California and uh, recently, and these people, you know, this happened to me three, I think twice or three times already. Witches came in and bought me cologne. You know, cologne, and then one witch bought me a, a water for hundred dollars twice, you know, and, and the money was cursed, and, and the cologne is cursed. And and, and the only reason I know why because I have the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, That's cursed, that's witchcraft. Don't take it. Amen. And so so what is it? Your relationship with the Holy Spirit, because the relationship with the Holy Spirit determines if if he's he speaking to you because the spirit bear witness. Amen
0: that's so good that's so so good and I I tell people this all the time because they say I asked for the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues but I feel like it's a demonic tongue you you hit the nail on the head because you said if it's a demonic tongue you're going to fill it you're going to feel the dirtiness the emptiness all that but I tell people this Jesus said this if you ask me for something good I'm a good parent I'm not going to give you something bad so I, I want to tell mm-hmm. all those in the chat if you legitimately are asking for the Holy Spirit he's not going to give you a demon if you're asking for the Holy Spirit um God's going to mm-hmm. give you his Holy Spirit and if you think you're making it up you can't make up tongues so don't think you're making it up don't think it's demonic if you're not trying now when you again when you're speaking in demonic tongues it's something you're doing intentionally you're not accidentally sitting there as a witch going like oh I didn't mean to speak in demonic tongues I'll trying to speak in the Holy Ghost no you're doing it on purpose you're purposely doing it to pray or invoke power or however you want to say it so yeah i would say to all of you that are genuinely like asking god for the holy spirit asking god to speak through you asking god all these things and then thinking like maybe this is the devil it's not the devil the devil's not going to glorify jesus he's not going to bring honor and glory to god so if you're doing it with pure motives you're not speaking in a demonic tongue so don't be afraid um, here's another good one Someone said, did you ever get stalked by witches or people from the occult when you left the occult? And if they did stalk you, actual people, how did you deal with this? I'm dealing with something similar.
1: Well, you know, I, I get that all the time. I, I, I get witches sending me emails, you know, hell saying we're gonna kill you. Still and to this day. All day. Yeah, and to today, I got witches today. I got, I got, I got witchcraft. I got people still doing witchcraft in me I feel the witchcraft. I feel some time in my spirit feel the heaviness that's coming, trying to come over me, my spirit. I know I know I know it's witchcraft from the from the occult from the ex occult members or from the occult people from all over because, because when you expose people on that level, you know, the second you're not gonna sit there folding hands and clap and say, well then oh I'm so happy John where is the Christian He's exposing me. Of course not. But you know what? I know how to pray and I know how to get in the spirit realm. And I know how to, I, and I know how to take over my atmosphere. You're not gonna control my atmosphere. You're not gonna change the climate in my atmosphere. Yeah, and you not and, and what you throwing at me, you can't curse me because what God has blessed, you can't curse. So, and I want I'm wanting to come on I'm wanting to come on this show or any wish they to take the Pepsi challenge with me. I don't care. I I I, I challenge Madeline Manson and any other crony up in Hollywood and they want to come on. I will hit you so hard with the Holy Spirit, you'll forget your name and your birthday. Amen. So 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 then you ain't put no fear in me or you want to go to my meetings, you wanna come on to my meetings and uh and take the Pepsi challenge, come to the meeting. I'll show you how the Holy Spirit works because I'm I'm I've, been, I've seen too much in Jesus Christ to worry about you. And if I've been with Jesus, who are you, witch? And we need to t- we need to have the, we need to have this this authority God given. We, I love the witches and I love Madeline Manson. I love them because God loves them too. But I'm his action his action and his demonic ways. I don't I don't have room in my life and I can't stand. Right. So my situation to, to the person that is that is that is dealing with this situation. Shut them down and shut them up over your life, over your region, over your home, over your family, over yourself. You shut it, You have the power and the authority in Christ. Shut these devils down. Now, it's up to you to believe God or you're going to believe the devil. You're going to believe one. You believe the witch or you're going to believe Jesus. So, so good, man. So good. I'm over here. I'm
0: over here running just to run around because it's just so, so good. Such fire. Here's another. Uh, the next one. Did you ever meet with the devil? Um, if you did, what did he look like? Is he like an actual person or a
1: spirit? I, I i'm not gonna respond to that that's not that that's here and there because the devil don't have the dev don't have the, the platform on this show what he looked like i don't care what he looked like i worry about what jesus looked like next question
0: come on somebody i like it okay what um should i not be wasting time trying to cast out demons of someone who doesn't want it i got punched by someone when i was trying to do deliverance and they didn't want the deliverance
1: well, then don't cast it out. Tell them going to go sleep with the devil when you're ready to come back. It's my number. Because the bottom line is, first of all, don't cast out demons. If, no one, if they don't want Jesus, let them go home with the luggage. Because mm. one, thing, one thing I share with you, you can cast out a devil. And if the person don't want Jesus, that devil is going to come back with seven more. And then what they do, they're going to blame your ministry. They're going to say, well, it's your fault. I'm worse off because you cast out this demon. And now I'm worse off than when I first started. So you know what you're not gonna go all the way then stay home with your demons you know make love with your demons go to lunch with your demons go have a barbecue with your demons when you're ready come see me
0: so good i tell people that all the time i'm like there's people that genuinely want deliverance and breakthrough and there's times where the demons are hard enough to get out and they're stubborn let alone someone that doesn't want deliverance that doesn't want to be set free it's like salvation you cannot force somebody to get saved you cannot force them to serve god and so to try to just brute force demons out you may be able to do it after a few hours but there's no point because they they are like you said they're going to come back seven times worse and those demons are gonna be extremely hard I have not heard one testimony yet in my 10 years of traveling preaching casting out demons of somebody that got demons cast out of them that didn't want the demons cast out of them that just served God after so maybe some of you have heard the testimonies but I know like this is about wanting to serve God wanting to be free and there's definitely mm-hmm. human will involved in getting set free and getting delivered so I would I would agree with that man if you don't if you number one there's enough people that need and want deliverance you shouldn't be wasting your time on people that don't want it Like I am not going to sit that people don't want deliverance. I've sat with people before after an hour. They're like, well, I don't really know if I want my demons to leave. I'm like, I'm done. We're done here. There's nothing more to talk about. There's nothing more to do because you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting everybody's time because you truly don't want to get free. And so I won't even do deliverance on someone that doesn't want to genuinely get set free and get delivered and maintain their deliverance because you just wasted two hours of mine trying to cast this demon out of you or whatever long. And you just went right back and invoked all those demons back into you. And, you know, we're back at square one, seven times worse. So I agree hundred percent with you. And I'm not
1: going to cast out demons. If you don't want Jesus, then c- keep the demons. And then, I mean, he's telling me, if you don't want this, if you don't want Jesus, then you want the devil. You don't want one or the other. Don't tell me that you're neutral, because t- telling me you're neutral is like standing on a highway from both sides lanes. You're going to get hit by the car either way. So don't tell me, don't tell me a situation that you, it's like people want the benefit, but they don't want the Lord. I mean, really you want the benefit, but you don't want Jesus. And then, you know, why I don't have no time for you because are you real then we can get real you know but i'm not going it's like going into the battlefield with someone that really it, it, like when 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 god told Gillian, you know you got too many cuz a bunch of them, a bunch of b- b- bunch of sissies he said let them go home let them go home so i'm not going to go to the battlefield when you're when your heart is not ready to go into a battlefield no i'm not going to go in there cuz will be the only one fighting so it ain't going to be like that so my my situation is as, as a minister of deliverance as you know it, you, you gotta ask questions. You know, are you ready for this? Are you ready to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you ready to be committed? Are you ready to walk the walk? And then we deal with your demons. But if you don't want Jesus, because I can't cast out demons in my name, I gotta cast out demons in Jesus' name.
0: Good. Really good. Um here's a good one too what should we do or is there anything we can do specifically to keep demonic activity out of our region I know you said before in a video there were certain believers that you um couldn't even enter their territory because what they were doing or what what do you think they were doing that made them so powerful those believers that you were having trouble I've heard this before from other people that have come out of Satanism like there's certain areas they couldn't go and do homes they couldn't go into um what was it do you think that made them so powerful that where you couldn't infiltrate their territory
1: because because believers knew they knew they knew spiritual warfare they knew how to take over the region and lock the region down right so and they also knew how to paralyze the demonic forces in the ground and shut the first and second heaven they knew how to do that they knew they knew they had a prayer language they had that's why you're in in spiritual warfare and special ops and these training i teach people how to control your environment your spiritual environment how how you know when i walk into a place i already know it, it, it's a wish there because I feel the climate changing. So I know, you know, I know how to change the climate right back. I know how to shut down the heavens. I know how to shut down. Elijah shut down the heavens. Didn't rain for three and a half years. I shut down the, the heavens. And there ain't going to be no demon doing anything they want to do because God has given me authority over this region. And then I, I go and then I say, Holy Spirit, show me the demonic altar over that region. So I put the fire upon a demon. Every, every region has a demonic altar that controls that database. That is that's the stronghold over that region. What is the demonic altar on that region that's controlling the region? Because they have to, the devil has to have a, 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 a demonic base in every state, in every country. There's a demonic base. What is the demonic base? What is the demonic altar over my region so I can dismantle it and break the components and burn the bones, the burn the bands and scroll with the legal rights over the region.
0: Oh, wow. so so good, good stuff here, guys. Um, here's the next one. If a witch has a voodoo doll of a believer and is trying to harm the believer, um, but the person has no open doors, can they still be affected by the voodoo or are they safe? Uh, I'm going through a situation where somebody made a voodoo doll about me and they're trying to cast spells on me.
1: You see, this is what the devil is called chip away. It's called chip away in the demonic world. Chip away is, I, if you know that you don't have no, no doors open, and you're living right. No, one, no Christian can live perfect, but we can live genuine. Right. So the demon the, come, the witch come up or the, the warlock come up. He said, I bought a voodoo dart and I got your name on it. And I I'm gonna do some stuff to you and I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna put meat inside it. This is just a witchcraft thing I used to do. Put meat in, I put meat inside it, you so know, as the meat the meat rot, your, your insides rot. This is just witchcraft demon things I used to do to people. So so I I would do that and then you're a Christian and now I I, I I I'm manipulating, I'm chipping away. Uh, the battlefield of the mind. I'm getting into your component of your mind, to weaken your mind, to make you believe that I can control you with this witchcraft, dog. And these are the evidence of what I'm going to do to you. Now, you open the door of your mind to these things. You start believing it. You start putting doubt and fear into the situation. Now the witch got you. I buy a witch, a dog. I buy you three. I buy you five and do whatever you want. And I guarantee you that you ain't going to do nothing.
0: So good. Um, I'm- Here's the next. So what type of tricks... Does Satanist use to mess with Christians or do they even mess with Christians? I know you had said like you weren't even really worried about Christians. You were more worried about recruiting people and destroying people's lives. Um, Do you think like, I mean, how much attention are these people that like coming out of the world you came out of? How much attention are they really giving to Christians? And then another question to just to piggyback on it. um, Are there witches and warlocks that are working undercover in churches? Oh, yeah.
1: I call that Christian witchcraft. I mean, this Christian manipulation, this Christian witchcraft, you know. I mean, there's going on in the church today. There's new age being preached from the from from the churches today. There's new age being preached today. I mean, there's mega churches preaching new age. They don't preach the cross anymore. They've really eliminated the cross a long time ago. They don't preach the blood anymore. They just preach how better you, better me, better everybody, how we get along, prosperity, gospel. And then wrong with prosperity. God wants you to prosper. God wants your soul to prosper. God wants your finances to prosper. But God didn't call you to be a pimp. God didn't call you to be a pimp. And 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 the whole situation is that that, that, that that the devil the devil the devil is after mega churches today because if he can take over the mega church he can take over the pastor he can take over the mega church and it's not wrong with mega church because Peter had his first mega church he preached three thousand people into the kingdom in one day he had his first mega church but he was doing it right so so my situation is my situation is that today you know as a believer the devil knows you think the devil know who's, the devil know who's a Christian. And who's a believer? Christian is is a, uh, Christian Dior. The devil knows who's a Christian Dior. He ain't not worry about him because he, ha- he 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 got legal rights over that Christian. But the devil is worried about the believer that know how to tap into heaven, that has a prayer arsenal, of prayer life, that's walking with God and integrity and righteousness, walking in godly character and walking in the anointing. The devil understands. That person, I, I ain't gonna waste my time with this Christian. I'm. A, I have to. I ain't wasting my time with this goat. I'm gonna deal with the sheep over here that they can destroy my kingdom.
0: So don't, good. So don't, you're don't, saying don't, like legitimate Christians are the ones that are coming under the attack, not the counterfeit ones. Well, the, the,
1: the legitimate Christian are called believers. It's good. Like I, I don't I, because if you look at today, my brother, said if you look at today, everybody every basketball player, every football yes, player, yes, true, self so Christian. You got that guy from Kansas City. What was his name? The, the Kansas City that he got spanked in the Super Bowl. What was his name? Uh, the, the Kansas City. Say that again. Well, well the Kansas City quarterback? He professed to be a Christian. He 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 got his girlfriend living with him for a couple of years. They're gonna have a baby. Not married. No nothing. No church. No nothing. But I'm a Christian. Come on, it's true. But the fruit of that the fruit of that tree is cursed wow the fruit the tree is cursed so people look up to that so he's a christian man he knows scripture the devil knows scripture the, the, at least the devil trembles in the name of jesus the, he trembled he don't tremble so oh, so so good. where we at today with, with our walk with god i'm a believer i i'm a believer i believe the gospel i believe when god took me to hell I believe when I came back that God has a calling. I'm a believer that anything that Jesus says to me in my life and my purpose and my destiny, I, I am willing to die for it. I'm willing to go the extra mile. I'm a believer. I am sold out for Jesus Christ. I'm doing life in Jesus Christ. I'm on death row. I have no, there's no parole for me. I'm on death row. I'm going, I'm doing life and if God called me home, I think I'll be 99 and I'll still be preaching this. That's who I am. That's my fiber of my identity. I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. The disciples were believers, so much so that even crazy Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. The, the prophet Isaiah was so in half. These are believers. The people in China, the underground church in China, these are believers. They gather up not knowing that they're gonna make it home. They're gonna make it home because they're gonna get caught and they're gonna to go to concentration camp for the gospel. And they they get beat up so bad. And they all say, "Just renounce the name of Jesus." And they say, "I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm a believer. I'm not a Christian. Christian is just a Sunday thing. Christian is just a are you so sold out? Are you so sold out that it's tomorrow they come come get you and they're gonna put you in a concentration camp and they're telling you, "Would you say no to Jesus?" And we'll let you go. Are you willing to, to go to the concentration camp? Because it's coming. It's coming.
0: Wow, that's so and good.
1: You, you got people right now, you know, so so demonically in, in, in the whole system. You know, Jesus was born outside of the system. And Jesus died outside of the system. We're not part of the system of this world. We, we are. We belong to a kingdom. We belong to a city high on a hill. That's why I belong. I signed a contract with Jesus Christ that I'm doing life with him. No parole. I'm on death row that so he calls me home so good so good man you
0: are preaching fire tonight you're preaching fire um here's the next one and this one i i honestly don't know anything about this so if you want to touch on it you can if not we'll go to it we'll skip it but someone wrote in what does it mean to cut the silver cord and i got this a bunch of times what does it mean to cut the silver cord of people astral projecting people tell told me to do this but isn't that how our soul and spirit are connected to our body so i don't know well, if
1: you have any or the silver cord is basically a metaphor it's like if someone astral project in my house tonight, he's in trouble, Jack. I, 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 I pray that he make it back to his body because the Civil Court, is the contract between him and the demon that's astral projected. If I can separate the contract, I can separate both of them. And if I can say both of them, that person cannot make it back to the body because it's like saying, it's like having a bird. A bird can fly because it got wings, but if you cut the wings of the bird, it'll hit the ground. So if you dismantle the civil court, it's, it's a metaphor of the contract with the person with the demon. So if you dismantle the contract, you dismantle the person and there's no connection between the person because the person cannot astral project on their own strength and their own power. They need that demon, they need that contract that they made with the demon, a ceremony that they made with the demon in order to astral project. And if I can separate b- both of them and then there's no communication, it's, it's like sending confusing into the devil's camp. All they're gonna happen is that they are gonna attack one another. So if I destroy the civil court between the person that's Asher projecting, then he will fall from the sky, from Asher projecting in the spray round. He will not make it back to his body.
0: Wow. Is that why you hear people that are into witchcraft end up dying randomly or they'll be like, I heard someone who is yeah. very high level witchcraft say they're doing a certain ritual and like five people died in the room during the ritual. Oh. And I was thinking, like, ritual, man.
1: Oh, oh sometimes you got witch doctors say, oh, he died in his natural sleep. No, he died because he couldn't get back into his body.
0: Oh, wow. So, this is some serious stuff. I know you guys are like, what? I've never heard this. This is crazy. This is the dangers, guys, of witchcraft. This is the dangers of living for Satan. you know the Satan always promises so much but get but gives nothing I mean he's promises you life and happiness and this at the end a lot of these people as you know John that are practicing witchcraft into the cult they get in it innocently which of course is never innocent but they think it's innocent and they end up with cancer diabetes fibromyalgia pain Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. anxiety fear I mean all these people you talk to that are coming out of the occult they have every type of depression, anxiety, mental illness you can think of, but you have to understand, like when you're invoking those demons, you don't get to say what demons come in. You don't get to say what demons come through. So a lot of these people are struggling, do need help, and it's not all fun and games, as you know, when you're in Satan's kingdom. I mean, if it was, you would still be serving him, but the reality is, I know, maybe just touch on this. I know you, when you left him, I know you said there was 30 days of, like, of uh, backlash. But didn't he also take your eyesight for, like, a year and then it came back after or something happened well, like
1: 1997, that? 1997, I took a sabbatical. The devil took my eyesight for a year in 1997. In 2002, the devil took my eyesight for three and a half months because he. I got sucker punched by the devil. In three and a half months, I was blind. Now now in, in two thousand right now in two thousand two thousand twenty one in January, my, my, my twenty one day fast, I was in the operating table getting my eyesight back. You see, and then I went for another surgery yesterday. So the devil suck and punched me again. But you know, this sucker punch is quite different. Let me let me just share something with what you were saying. You, if you see the situation in Hollywood, right? You see the Michael Jackson, the Prince, you see you see you see these people, how they die. I look how they die because the devil say your contract has been expired i just terminated your contract you see because the enemy understand that if he can't use it to another level uh, you're not willing to give that level he will he would terminate the contract you have no more use for him and the reason the devil the reason the devil couldn't terminate my contract because jesus bought my contract jesus went and paid the price of the cross and redeemed me from the pawn shop you see so jesus did that to me and and the thing is a lot of people don't understand the logistics on 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 making a pact with the devil that the devil understands one thing. He has a short time to use you and then destroy you. Wow. The devil and has it. I,
0: I wanted to ask you this because I know you've talked about this. I got this probably over fifty times and you, you're touching on it. So that's why I wanna I wanna just throw this in as you're talking about this is it now guys listen everyone once and for all here we have John Ramirez on the call live we're live right now on the call we're gonna ask him if anyone can speak on this it's him 25 years of experience being in the occult in the satanic world is it possible John let me ask you this once and for all because I get this everywhere I travel everywhere I go is it possible to sell your soul to the devil to the point of never being redeemable so I'm, I'm talking this and someone did write this a bunch of times. But you sell your soul to the devil or spirit. A lot of people say it's the devil. It's probably just a high-ranking spirit, right? They think it's the devil. It's probably just a spirit. You,
1: you, you can't sell your soul to nobody.
0: Okay, to that's what thing. I want to ask you. So
1: there's no one in the chat right now that is unredeemable. No, everybody in the chat is redeemable because the soul doesn't belong to the devil. You can't mm. sell something that you don't have the deed. You don't have the deed to your soul. It's like, I can't sell you my car. I can't sell you Isaiah's car because he has the title. You see, so what happened? You could I can sell you a joyride. I can say this is my car ticket for a joyride. And I can do that to you, but you see, you sell your allegiance to the devil. You sell your allegiance to the devil because in the end, that soul goes back to Jesus Christ to be judged. That spirit goes back to Jesus. He can't sell. You, all you're doing is you're selling your allegiance. My allegiance right now are sold to Jesus Christ by the finished work of the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ. I sold everything to Jesus Christ. I owe nothing. But when you sell your soul, the Bible says, I sold my, people will say, I sold my soul to the devil, right? You didn't sell your soul to the devil. You sold your allegiance because when you die, the devil can't collect your soul. God would judge you. Understand? So you sold your allegiance. You sold the time that you had on the earth. You sold it to the devil. You made a contract with him saying, I'm going to give you all my time on the earth and I come serve you. You you, you sold them your allegiance and you sold them your time, but you never sold them your soul because the devil can't buy your soul. Jesus owned the title of your soul.
0: So good. I'm going to use that. I'm going to, that's so good. And so all of these people that are saying, the devil told me I sold my soul. This is just another lie, another trick, another scheme another of the lie, enemy to get you to think you, so you can't, can't be, be saved.
1: Redeemable. Yeah, I was just saved. talking
0: you to someone recently, redeemable. John. And they said there's exactly. no way i could be saved i already sold my soul i nope. said you can't that's, and i actually told them Yeah, I told them Uh, that because I remember the first time me and you ever talked. I think the first question uh I ever asked you was, hey, just settle the score. Let me know because I get asked all the time and I don't have like, I can't, like, again, you have the experience. I can't just say, oh, this is the case. I didn't think they could, but because you said that, it makes a lot of sense. And the devil promises. I've had people tell me, the devil promised me good looks. He promised me money. He promised me talent. If you guys have ever um, seen Lady Gaga documentary clip where she sold her soul to the devil behind a club before anyone knew her and she ended up getting fame and, all the stuff the devil promised her but she also got pains all through her body depression anxiety And she shares in her documentary clip i saw on youtube that after selling her soul to the devil although she did get all the stuff he promised her she also got a bunch of terrible negative things and when the devil's done with you, as John said, so, so John, this makes sense because we do see a lot of celebrities randomly die. Like for no reason, whether it's a freak accident, whether it's a sickness, I mean, this is like a trend. Like could we could name, we name 50 celebrities right now that either took their life or died of a sickness or died in the middle of the night or overdosed, right? And then they go in there and they do the autopsy and they didn't really overdose. But they're like, well, you know, they don't know why. Yeah. So you're saying a lot of these the- are because the devil's done with them and he kills them because he's like, I don't even need you anymore. Fire.
1: Same thing with Lady Gaga. The devil, the same thing with Lady Gaga, right? You see this you see Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. The devil is putting these afflictions on her mm. because the devil is trying to torment her, letting her know this is how much I can hurt you. And if you leave me because your time is not up with me because you show me your time. It's like a timeshare. You show me your time. Wow. So now I own your time. So you have to do all these things for me because you gave me your time. I own your time. See, God can come. God, God can come and redeem your time by the blood of Jesus Christ and get you back. You any any person is redeemable. I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine that I, I call my friend, Debbie Berkowitz, the 44 cabal Killer. He's doing 365 years in jail, and 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 he was a devil worshipper and he was into the occult. And God, with Psalms 34, one night in jail. God, the Holy Spirit went to jail with Psalms 34 and brought them back, got them back, and he's one of the most one of the most effective evangelists of our time. Okay, locked up doing 365 years in jail, he had touched more people for Jesus Christ than pastors that are out here free. So, so, so when when the devil makes you believe, the devil makes you believe the same way the devil makes you believe when you go for a tarot card reading. The devil makes you believe that you're talking to your mama and your daddy when it's a spirit, a familiar spirit that is mimicking your mommy and your daddy. Right? So so the whole situation, all in the nature, no one could ever sell something that doesn't belong to you. But you can give the devil, you you can give your devil your allegiance of serving him with your time. So, so
0: good. Man, these answers. And this is going to help a lot of you guys that are, trying to answer your friends and family you know your friends and family are asking these questions and so you're getting the answers here we're definitely gonna have to do a part two because and we're not gonna be able to do a live Q&A just tonight because we have so many questions still and we're already almost we're actually about to hit it over an hour so we'll just take a couple more we'll definitely get on for a part two we'll do video next time part two and then we do want to end in a prayer but let me just ask you a couple more here that I'm curious about as well um as a warlock were you able to get into people's dreams and the person says this We have witches that live next door, pronounced witches. They actually told the person they're witches. And me and my husband keep dreaming that we're fighting them and they're harassing us, but it's only in our dream. So is it possible or were you able to actually get into people's dreams?
1: I was able to get into people's dreams and I was able to get into people's apartments or houses. I used to transform myself into a wolf, end up in your house and scare the creeps out of you. End up like a wolf. and. Out on your house because those are demons and contracts, man. But you need to turn around and shut down your dreams and give your dreams over because this what the devil is doing, he's stealing. He's, he, you see, a lot of believers today they sleep but they don't rest. So I'm stealing your rest because if I can steal your rest, if I, as a devil worshipper, like the way I was. My job is to come into your dream and have sexual intercourse between your dream. You see my, you won't see my face, but you see me. You see what was going on. My dream is to come into your dream and put premature deaths, like someone shot you in your dream, understand? And what happened with, you see, my job was to make, put you, go into the dream and manifest your dreams Manifest your dreams into things that will become a reality because Christians are so naive that Christians they'll get a dream like this and they go ask a hundred Christians, well, I had a dream and, and my dream was I, had, I was having uh, this intercourse with this guy and I'm a married woman, I'm a married man, but you need to shut it up and shut it down and curse it to the root and let it strip and die. Don't give it attention, don't give it, don't give it arsenal because eventually what you, what you entertain and what you nurture by speaking to your mouth, it becomes a reality in your life.
0: Wow. and I wanted to ask you this too so I don't know if you guys just caught that he said he would turn himself into a wolf shape shift into a wolf to scare people let me ask you this when you're astral projecting when you were in again if you're just jumping on here I know there's almost 4,000 of you um John Ramirez practiced 25 years in all types of spirituality Satanism a bunch of different things but when you're astral projecting when you used to go into people's homes I know you there's probably several things. What is your goal or what is like the end goal of going into people's homes? Astro project? Is it fear? Is it scaring them? Is it knocking things over moving their bed? I mean, what was your
1: goal when doing that? By depending on the assignment, my, if my assignment was to break up that marriage, right? I will put chaos and division and discord in that house. I will I will I will put seducing spirits in that home. I will come in and drop seducing spirits, and I'm a, a delighted spirit. I would drop. If it was something to torment the kids, I would, put, I would put demons in their homes to torment the kids so the kids won't sleep and would disturb the parents. If it was something with the finances, I would ask you to project and curse, and curse the finances of that home. Depending on the situation, if you, were, uh, if you were a pastor, I would ask you to project in your house because you had no discernment anyway, so you were not stopping me. And man, so I would just, I would, I would, these are the evil things I would do in order to take your territory, your spiritual territory. That's why I tell people, you know, it's about your spiritual territory. That's why when I do the spiritual welfare boot camp and special ops, it's about training people how to just, how to take, how to, you know, it's like Nehemiah. You built, Nehemiah was one of the most amazing men. He built the kingdom on one hand. And he had the, he had the soul, the spirit in the other hand, take care of business. And I teach people in, 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 uh, built your, built built the arsenals of your life but also understand the things of the enemy right because if you understand the enemy then you can see him from afar you can see the devil from before he turns a corner you know the devil's coming you'll be able to stop him before he manifests the things that he attend the plots and schemes and wiles he's trying to manifest whether it is your mind but if you can't beat the devil in the mind don't step into the battlefield right so i, so I teach believers how how to conquer your your how to conquer the plans and the plots of the enemy, how to conquer them and defeat them. Not just to make them go away and let them come back six months later to torment you. So these are the trainees that I do the disciples. We don't do discipleship anymore. We don't want to hear that word in the church anymore, discipleship. So, so we, we, I want to disciple people. I even having, uh, I'm doing a Facebook, a John in Inner Circle Facebook private. I want to do one of those so I can talk to people one-on-one and, and help people to grow, because if I can help you grow spiritually, you can help somebody else grow spiritually. And, and, and what, I'm saying, what I'm saying, my brother, is and, I, and with this, it, it, is, it is bringing the fight to the devil and understanding that before you bring in, you brought the fight to the enemy. You already got the battle. You already got the, you won the battle. But you can't go into the enemy's camp or you these people right now christians and believers let's just put it or even pastors they they're more afraid of the devil than jesus i mean really when god said i can destroy your soul and i can destroy your body nothing the devil can't do nothing the devil can't do nothing unless he has god permission about you you know look at the book of Job, right unless god you know you think that, that this eyesight uh temporary setback do you think that god sleeping or napping or god went out for lunch and then came and popped me in my eye no god said look have you considered my servant john and the, and the devil said and the, this is and i end with this the devil said well you got a hedge around him if you take the hedge off i'll pop him in the eye well god said, i'll take the hedge off god didn't send me a memo that uh, you know january, january 21st the devil's gonna pop me in my eye, right no we you know what god did God said, God, God. you know what God did? God allowed the enemy to come and do that to me because God said one thing. I trust God, I trust John not to put me on trial. You see, when, when Lazarus died, when Martha and Mary were the coolest people on the block with Lazarus, with Jesus. But when he, Lazarus died, the first thing they did, they accused Jesus of everything. Jesus wept, not because Lazarus died. He knew he was gonna resurrect him. But they put him on trial. Where were you? Why you didn't he come and get my, why you didn't come and heal my brother? Where were you? Why are you late now? It's too late now. They put him on trial. I'm not going to put God on trial. I've been too much with Jesus Christ. I've been walking with Jesus for 21 years. And the only footprints I see on the sand are his, not mine. He has carried me through. I'm not going to put him on trial. All I said to Jesus this morning, before I went to the eye doctor for a follow-up, all I said to Jesus, Lord, this is not your perfect will for me to have this kind of eyesight. Your perfect world for me to have 2020. I'm going to the doctors, Lord, and I'm believing in my heart that you're going to take care of business on my behalf. Came back home, my eyesight opened up. Didn't put him on trial. Didn't question him. Didn't make him feel like he, didn't make him feel like he's guilty about anything. I'm going to take it, I'm going to I'm going to take my revenge on the devil. And let the devil know that you picked the wrong Christian to mess with because this Christian knows how to fight. Well,
0: you're already doing it starting out today. I'll tell you right now, John, I've listened to you. I've watched your broadcast. I've watched your spiritual warfare trainings. I've had you on. This is your fourth time now on the show, and we'll keep bringing you out throughout the year, of course. I'll tell you right now and everyone type one in the chat you are more on fire tonight than i've ever heard you you're preaching stronger tonight just coming out of eye surgery Mm -hmm. so i'll tell you right now the testing that you're going through the job moment where god's like oh i guarantee he's not going to quit he's not going to give up try anything um, is working because you're coming out hotter than you've ever been you're coming out more on fire more passionate stronger your words are precise i mean like literally everything you're saying i just feel the power of god behind i know everyone you guys broke my chat because so many people are typing one right now in the chat but i'm telling you right now there's something strong happening in you god is doing something and you're coming out you're coming out stronger man in 2021 this is Amen. your time right now because i feel that the whole time all i could think about all night as you've been talking is like john is on another level and i'm just i'm just there's no tooting horn i'm telling you brother to brother um you know again this is your fourth time on my show but i could just tell you straight up because i'm on, i'm friends with you on facebook i see your stuff i watch your lives i'm in your live stream broadcast you do and you're coming out stronger than you've ever so you're giving the devil a one two mayweather tonight because we're definitely taking territory we're definitely tearing down his kingdom we have a whole lot more questions that we'll do in part two and then also i want to do another maybe we'll get it in the next broadcast even talking about changing the spiritual environment changing the atmosphere i know tonight guys i know a lot of you are like i've never heard this you're overwhelmed because there's so much information there's so much download i would love this john i know it's you're three hours ahead of me but let's just end out before we and after i get him off here guys i'm to hang out read the donations hang out the chat but I want to just pray let's just pray some Arsenal prayers over the chat I want to also pray for those coming out of witchcraft coming out of Satanism let's just pray prayers of breakthrough over the people watching I guess I can kick kick it off if you don't mind but I believe tonight man there is breakthrough there is deliverance God is opening up eyes I know some of you feel overwhelmed that's a good thing you should feel overwhelmed some of you have been in church for 30 40 years and this is the first time you've ever heard anything about the satanic realm or the spiritual realm or deliverance or freedom or breakthrough but guys we're telling you tonight it's time for the church to open up their eyes to open up their ears to get on the front lines and to begin to engage in the battle the days of sleeping and the days of playing church are over god has equipped you god has called you and god is using us to train you in spiritual warfare so again his course i'm not i'm not just plugging it because it's just there his course is going to help you take you To that next level, to that deeper level. We have over 50 hours of teaching on our YouTube channel on deliverance and spiritual warfare. So get in these trainings. Let me just pray for you and then I'll turn it over, John.
1: Whatever you feel, you don't have to feel stuck on anything. I wanted to say something real quick. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Just real quick before we, 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 uh, Destroy. We, we we destroy strongholds and bondages, and we be setting sins, and we destroy patterns and cycles, and repeat against my brothers. And we're gonna destroy residue of my brothers and sisters that come mm-hmm. out of came out of witchcraft. I'm proud of you. I love you for coming out of the devil's camp and coming into the winning side. Amen. I'm proud of you. I love you, and I and I love my brothers and sisters that are in the chat room. I I, I, I listen. I, I'm like bad boys for life. We we rise and die together.
0: Come we on,
1: do it, you know, right? we spiritual cancer. We OG in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> we. Sp- ops we spiritual gangsters we og for jesus christ we hold no prisoners we take no prisoners because we we are called to be god's best amen we are special ops for jesus christ so one thing i want to say my brother is there and i i want to just say this and we will going to uh just start the prayer but i believe in my heart somehow somewhere uh, i go a lot to california i would like to you and i will plan something maybe Let's do it october, maybe october uh i have a place up uh, in glendale uh it's called foundation of true church we invite you come down and Let's you do and it. i will set it like the devil never seen it before you and i are coming together i tell you i tell you the truth and i say this in love and i'm not gonna sound like uh, i shared the battlefield with you you crazy like me come there's on. a lot of deliverance i went and go and share the battlefield with them because i know it's like how i'll have to fight two fights instead of i fighting two dudes at one time so i know with you i will have to fight one you fight the other we'd be good to go
0: do it. I'm in. I'm do it. Let's set something up. And we we'll let I the know. people
1: know ahead of time. And yeah. We'll let the people ahead of time. I'll share the battlefield with you and you that's it. I ain't going, Don't bring no don't bring no bookweed. Don't bring alfalfa with you. Just you and I come on let's do it I'm excited that's a yes for me we're gonna do that 2021
0: guys we we guarantee you we're gonna make something happen this and we're gonna um wreak havoc on the enemy so absolutely so let's pray guys those of you that want deliverance yeah. this is your moment this is the most important time of the broadcast I know some of you're like oh I don't need prayer you do need prayer we're all in the deliverance process we're all getting saved we're all getting breakthrough so father we just ask you tonight Lord Do what only you can do. We just pray, Holy Spirit, release your power, your fire, release your anointing. We drive out every demonic force in Jesus' name, every demonic power. Satan, we put you on notice. You have no power, you have no authority. We break your contract, we break your assignment, we plead the blood of Jesus against every demonic spell, every demonic witchcraft, every demonic territory, everything in your mind, in your spirit, we command right now it to go in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no room, you have no room. We drive you out, we evict you tonight. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just be released in Jesus' name. We pray for those that are believing for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. We commend every contract against marriages right now. We break it now. Everything against your marriage. I hear the Lord saying that some of you, your marriage is in shambles. We come against every plan in your marriage now. We pray for unity. We pray for passion. We pray for love to be restored in your marriage. And we just pray right now, breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus right now in your marriage. We say be healed and be restored in Jesus' name. We pray over bodies. The healing power of God be released in Jesus' name. We just pray the healing power of God to be released over your body. Sicknesses, diseases, nerve damage, tendons, ligaments, cells, bones, we say be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. We just speak the power of God in Jesus' name. And John, I'd love for you to pray over some of those that are coming out of the occult, coming out of witchcraft. Just pray breakthrough over them.
1: All right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, devil, we serve an eviction. Notice right now, devil, listen to me in the name of Jesus. Listen to me in the name of everybody and the sound of my noise, everything that you're struggling, anything that has you bound and bonded and spiritually incarcerated has a name. So you renounce it right now, renounce it right now with a generational, with individual, renounce it right now. Every occult practice, every occult ceremony, every occult, every occult legion that you have with the devil, every contract right now, renounce it in the name of Jesus right now. Break, let the devil know that you're no longer a part of his kingdom, renounce it right in the name of Jesus, devil, we put you on notice. we're attacking you from the third position, sitting with Jesus Christ in place of authority. We release angels from Michael's quarter to go to the north, the south, the east, and the west, and destroy every demonic contract, contract every demonic seon, every demonic root worker. We break every demonic powers. We break the power. We burn down all to that got your name on it. They're trying to, they're trying to recruit we break those contracts and trying to recruit you back in the name of Jesus. I break satanic powers. I break satanic alignments in the name I break bands and scrolls of demons, the devils that you had contract with, with this new age, whatever occult avenue of the 21 roads of dark side you came out of, break in the name of Jesus Christ. We break every devil of infirmity, oppression, depression off my brothers and sisters. We break every demonic pornographic devil, every pornography devil right now has to die in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, now, Father, every division, discord, Father, every satanic, demonic attack, every enforcement, devil, we, we cage these devils up right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we break every sickness, fear devils. Tormenting devils of the mind right now tormenting devils of the soul we break them in the name of Jesus Christ We break every satanic powers we break every darkness in Jesus name We break every demonic contract you have made with your mouth and your words every negative words that came out of your mouth We break the powers off right now in the name of Jesus Father, I declare and decree right now, my brothers and sisters from the crowns of the head to the sole of their feet that cover in the blood of Jesus Christ. we declare Zechariah chapter 2, 5, a wall of fire upon them, in them and through them, in marriage, in their home, their purpose, and their destiny. Devil, we push you back. We draw the line with the blood of Jesus. You can't cross over in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we declare. Right now, every place that my brothers and sisters avoid fill their voice, Father God, with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Renew their mind, heart, spirit, and soul. let the fire of God fall upon the devil's camp. We confuse the devil's camp, let the devils attack one another. We put the judgment of God upon every demon tonight. We put the judgment of God upon every demon tonight. Let them be tormented in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we declare and decree. We pray backlash, retaliation, revenge, spirit, trampers and spirits right now against myself, against Isaiah, His family, my family. our our finances our our brothers and sisters our purpose and our destiny we break it all completely and fully in the name of jesus now in jesus name we pray amen
0: amen so good john what a powerful night thank you so much for getting on here right after your surgery let them know where else can they follow you where else can they find you i know i've linked your um your channels linked in the description and i linked your boot camp as well is there anything else you wanted to announce any events or anything you want to tell them about
1: well, oh, no, I'm up there just on my website, johnramuris.org. Just look up my events uh, uh, up there, and all my information is there. You put you put all the wonderful information there already, so let people be part of something special and know that uh, Jesus Christ is uh, holding us accountable if we don't do our part. And we want to do our part. We want to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters. So I'm I'm good to go. I thank you, my brother, for allowing me to come on tonight. And, thank uh, you so and much. Let's you. stay in touch, okay? We will stay in touch, my brother. You be okay. blessed.
0: Bless. We'll talk soon. You. All right. God bless. God bless what an amazing podcast, guys. All right. Come on. Can I get some ones? I'm here, guys. Can I get some ones in the chat? How powerful that was? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.